This episode of Manage Smarter is presented by TeamKeeper, SalesFuel's data-driven program for improving team culture, communication, and retention. Learn more about TeamKeeper at TeamKeeper.com. Welcome to the Manage Smarter podcast with hosts C. Lee Smith and Audrey Strong. We're glad you're here for discussions on new ways to manage smarter, hire, develop, and retain talent, improve results, and propel team performance to new heights. This is the Manage Smarter Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to the Manage Smarter Podcast. We're so happy you're here. I'm Audrey Strong, Director of Communications for SalesFuel. And I'm Celie Smith. I'm the President and CEO of SalesFuel. You know, Audrey, it's like we've done well over 20 episodes so far, and, you know, one of the most popular guests that we've had on was Heather Monahan, and we liked her so much. And when she can't called us and said, "Hey, I want to be on the podcast again," I was like, "Of course, I'm going to say yes." So because she's question. got so much to offer, yeah. <laughs> so it's great when Hi, they Heather. fall on your lap like that. That never happens. So. <laughs> Hi, Heather. Thanks for coming back. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. And it's heathermonahan.com. You're the brand ambassador for Perry Ellis. Ooh la la. Founder of <laughs> Boston Heels. You were the chief revenue officer for the Beasley Broadcast Group. So ladies and gentlemen, she's been in the C-suite, knows all about that. And you have a book out called The Confidence Creator, uh, available on amazon.com and on your website too, right? Actually, no, just on Amazon. I'm exclusive oh. on Amazon. Ooh, okay. Fantastic. Sounds good. Good move but- on their part. Confidence Creator. So um, can I just read a description of the book? Because that's a good jumping off point. I think that's a good idea. Um, Heather, you said the key to reaching your personal and professional goals and living the life of your dreams lies in the power of confidence. Whether you've never had confidence or have lost it due to a breakup, divorce, unemployment, or another one of life's challenges, this book will give you the tools to take charge of your life and create your own confidence. Welcome back, Heather Monahan. So what do you mean by that? (laughs) So one of the things that I've learned across my career is the best moments for me have been the moments where I have been my most confident self because then I was able to take risks and go after things with intention and focus, whereas at other times in my life when my confidence was not as strong and not as powerful, I I watched opportunities pass me by because I was afraid. And I allowed fear and self-doubt to stop me. So it's been a really eye-opening experience to identify that confidence is really the difference maker for me. How, how can a person know if this is their issue, if they don't have self-awareness or, I don't know, I mean, it maybe, can you define it even further? What is well, I think tangibly I, per person? So, you know, confidence is... Um, it, it can be a very elusive thing, but I think most people at some point in your life, in some section of your life, have seen a moment or a time where you were confident. Meaning some people have been very confident in a certain personal relationship and they felt that strength and, 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 and really vibrance when they're in that situation. However, maybe they go to work and that feeling is elusive to them. You know, confidence is not something that's static, that stays at a high level everywhere and across your life, but really can be built or depleted in any given moment and can be different in your personal life, your physical life, your health life, and your work life. So what are some of the culture gremlins out there that can steal someone's confidence away have you experienced? So no one can steal anything from you that is that important. You know, confidence is definitely within your own power, but 
oftentimes and myself included, I've given that away to other people. And, and I see, you know, most people, I would say the majority of people I know have run into those same situations. So a good example that I use in my book is one of my chapters talks about different times in my life where I gave other people my confidence and it depleted my confidence. And, and one example is right after I gave birth to my son, the CEO I worked for at the time had reached out to me 10 days after I had my son and asked me to get on a plane and uh, go give a speech to his alma mater for him. And in that moment, I had the chance to own my confidence or to deplete it and give it away. And, and unfortunately, I was not very confident uh, during that time. It was uh, the recession and I felt lucky, quote unquote, lucky to have a job. Conversely, today, you know, I would see that as, wow, it's, it's a recession. There's going to be tremendous opportunity. I need to pick my head up and look around for what opportunity is out there. But I was living in a scarcity mindset. And now that I'm out of the situation, it's obvious to me. But at the time, living in a scarcity mindset, having depleted confidence, not feeling physically good about myself, just overall, my confidence was very low. So when he made that call, that reach out to me, I immediately said, yes, I will, I will get on that plane. And, and I did that. So, it, you know, that's nobody's fault. That was my choice. Here's how I would handle it differently today, where I have very strong confidence. I could get that same phone call and I would say, hi, so nice to connect with you. Did you see the pictures of my new baby that I just had 10 days ago? I'll go, I'll go ahead and forward those over. Also, by the way, did you know I had a C-section? I'm still not, I haven't healed yet. Maybe you weren't aware. And I would just have a very you know, nice conversation about what was going on in my life at that time in hopes that maybe that would change the, the conversation. If it didn't, I would take a step further and say, well, given my physical situation right now, I don't think I'm the best person to represent the company today, but there probably is somebody else out there that hasn't given birth in the past month that might be a better <laughs> fit. You know, but I, I would have no yeah. problem saying that. I really wouldn't because I wouldn't be fighting with the other person. It wouldn't mm -hmm. be out of anger, just at explaining the situation because of course I wasn't the best representation for the company in that moment, but I wasn't in a spot where I felt confident enough to express my opinion in a calm in a calm manner. So for me, I really depleted my confidence further. And today I know different and better ways to calmly express my opinion and build my confidence. You know, there were so many things wrong with that request when I when you first mentioned it, because I'm thinking, first of all, it's not your alma mater. You know, I, I don't get that. Second of all, it's like, you know, you just given birth. Obviously a mother wants to have time to bond with you know, with her newborn and you know and, and enjoy that moment. And then everything else you just talked about. So I totally can, can, can see where you're coming from there. And, and one of the things that I was thinking about when Audrey was reading the description of your book, uh, you know, you'd mentioned there are tools for building confidence. And that's something that I think we've all struggled at one point in time with. I mean, it goes up and down, as, as you mentioned. It's like, you know, what's an example of, of a tool that you could use then to help build your confidence? So one of the tools that I always keep readily handy to me are, I keep three examples that I'm very proud of. There are three very specific incidents in my life where I felt fearful of doing something. I moved through the fear and accomplished the goal, survived. And in those moments, just surviving, seeing that it wasn't as bad or scary as I thought, really built my confidence and my belief in myself. So when I hold those three occasions very close to me anytime I'm in a situation in any given day and I feel, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I'm, I'm questioning myself. 
I pull on those three experiences, I read the piece of paper, and I remember, oh yeah, I thought this was going to be terrible and horrible, and I doubted myself, and it wasn't. So really flipping that around and empowering yourself to see that these are other times that I, I proved to myself I was even more confident than I thought I was. So what are, yeah, what are they specifically then, the, the three? So my three change all the time. So, you know, yesterday I was on the James Altour show, which is a pretty big podcast. And he's written 19 uh, very, very successful best-selling books. And I felt myself intimidated. He's, he's very much an intellectual. He's not someone who's been, you know, in the radio and media side of business. And I felt a little intimidated walking in there. And I thought to myself, okay, when I walked into the Elvis Duran show, I felt very scared. I calmed myself down and it worked out phenomenally. Why don't I just say to myself, the same's gonna happen here? So I really channeled that experience and walked in there with that same attitude instead of saying, oh boy, this man is so different than me. I thought, oh boy, this is gonna be so similar to the Ellis Duran experience. Okay. So you think to yourself, one of them is, what's the worst that can happen? Is sort of the question you ask yourself. Sure, always, because the reality is we're not going to die. So what's the worst that's going to happen, right? And it's that simple as asking yourself that question. Another question I like to ask myself is I lower the expectations. So instead of walking in saying, I have to be the best guest they've ever had, I say to myself, if I can reach one person in this podcast, in this event, in this interview, I've done my job and that makes me feel great. And then that helps build confidence for me. Where do you keep that piece of paper? Well, I literally have so many of them at this point. It's crazy. I, uh, I journal, and I think journal is a really important tool for everyone to use to get to know yourself better, become more self-aware, and to record these stories so that you have countless examples. So often, we just forget, oh my gosh, I was really that petrified on that day going into this situation. And for me, going back to my old journals really helped me to write my book because I was able to find so many incidents across my career and across my life where I identified a very interesting example in regards to Gordon Burrell, who's a consultant that I had worked with. Mm -hmm. And I read a chapter where he had mentored me and worked with me. And, And one of the things I noticed is that I wanted to speak at his LOAC event in New York, but I never asked him. And I would journal about it at night, had great meetings with Gordon, still didn't ask him to speak at the event. And as I'm reading, I'm wondering, why didn't I ask? Finally, I see that eventually he comes to another event that I was speaking at. He sends me a text, you're a great speaker. Well, guess what? That night I sent him the ask to speak at his event. But I was waiting for people to send me signals that they thought I was good enough instead of me just asking for what I wanted. So that opened my eyes to that could be a potential issue for me to, and, and an opportunity for me to build my confidence. So I, after recognizing and reading about that, I identified that from now on, I'm moving forward with my asks regardless of anyone showing me any interest or not. And that's helped me to build my confidence even more. Kick down the door. <laughs> You've got to do it because if you're not doing it, somebody else will. And then they'll get that speaking engagement and you'll just be sitting in the corner feeling bad about it. You know how you talk about, oh, the loss of a job or a divorce and all these kind of life things that happen to us. I always say it's not um, what happens to you, um, it's how you recover that, that makes, is the measure of, you know, your, your strength. My father used to just say, I cry on the phone, oh, I got fired. My dad would go, 
back up with the ball and punt, girl. Just punts, you know. Um, <laughs> so we. He's a I'm Chicago sure that, Bears fan. He's used yeah, to punting. right. <laughs> um, but you know, I, I think we have different ages. You know, all listening, hopefully, to this podcast. But I was discussing with Lee before we um, started recording that I feel like the older we get and the more mileage we get on us, the more sometimes experience you have, and it's. I try to always look forward and not get maudlin and look backward. Oh, this person did this to me or, oh, I got divorced or whatever. What's your advice for these major life changes in terms of not letting it bring everything down, crashing down confidence wise? One of the things that I learned and I learned it most recently when I was terminated was that I needed to put a plan together and I put a 30 day plan literally on a piece of paper. I wrote out 30 boxes, um, four different, you know, broken down by week and on each day, I would cross it off knowing that when I would reach 30, I'd be feeling much better. And boy, was I right. When you're in an emotional state like that, it's really important to recognize that it's not static. It's, it's temporary. You are not going to feel that way forever. So, you know, recognizing it, allowing yourself to feel sad, and then counting those days down. The other thing I did was recording what was happening each day. So each day, a new opportunity would arise. And one of the ways I accelerated that was I reached out for help. And asking for help is a fabulous way to build confidence because you allow and welcome others to come into your life and support you. And the support that you get is overwhelming when you're in that emotional state. And that really helps you to start building confidence quickly. Another thing that I did in that 30-day plan was I created a vision of where I wanted to be mentally, physically at the end of those 30 days, and even taking a picture of what you want to look like and how you want to feel and knowing that you're going to be moving towards that. And each day you cross one of these days off, you're, you're tracking the positive things you're doing for yourself. You're pulling people in, asking for help and support. They're delivering it. You're feeling stronger and more confident. And surprise, wonderful things start happening. You're focusing on gratitude and more positive energies coming into your life. There's so many very specific steps I lay out in the book that you can really take on in this 30-day plan that will transition you from a difficult and potentially dark situation into one where you're creating the future that you want. And I did the same exact thing when I decided to write my book. That first day, I thought to myself, I'm not a writer. I'm not an author. Who am I kidding? I should just go back to another chief revenue job in a radio company because I know I'm good at that. But then I thought, you know what? I need to mock up a book and create a vision of what the book will look like. And then I need to stop thinking about writing a book and I need to write one page today. And then I need to start crossing off the days and knowing that in 30 days, I'm gonna have made a lot of progress. And then I'm gonna need to tap a mentor, in this case, an editor, to bring someone in to help advise and advance me. And all of these different steps and tactics and a mentor is such a great, phenomenal way to build confidence and empower yourself, really helped me to build my confidence, not only in bouncing back from being terminated, but then confidence in becoming an author and launching a book. This may not be a fair question, but it's like, how do you measure confidence? I mean, how do you know when you, when you have it at a higher level Optimum on one day than when you're run, running a little low in confidence? I mean, for me, I definitely am clear on days when I wake up and I'm not feeling confident. I just sense that I, I don't, I'm not holding my head as high. I'm not looking forward to things. I'm not excited about what's coming at me. I'm feeling fearful. I'm questioning myself. 
I might be running a negative track in my head that nobody mm-hmm. else is hearing, challenging myself, focusing I do that on all the time. So many people do that, but the, the negative, negative self talk, knelling all the time. Well, and to that end too, guys, it's like, you know, I had a really great day yesterday. So what did I do? I made another call and then I made another call and then I right. had another meeting and I, was like, and I worked until, you know, 11 o'clock last night and everything like that because I was having such a good day and I had that momentum and I was on top of my game and I was rolling. And it's like, and so that's, and that on those days, you know, you got it. But, and I do think that there are days, you know, you don't have it. And so what do you do when you don't have it? So on those days where you wake up and you just feel, I'm not feeling my confident best self, one of the things that for me personally really impacts me in a strong way is putting time and effort into my outfit and wearing that color. Everyone's got a power color that they look best in. So, you know, blue is mine and red is mine. And and if I put those outfits on that I know I feel and look my best, even though inside I might not be there yet, my exterior is communicating to everyone that I am there. And that helps people respond to me in a positive way, which encourages me and then helps me to start shifting out of that negative mindset because then you're walking down the hall and someone says, that's my favorite dress you have, or you look great today, Heather. And it just helps to take you out of that negative funk, that self-doubt, and really think about how important it is to invest in you and take time for you. Because by putting yourself first and, and caring for yourself in that very basic way, it means you're worth more. Well, Deion Sanders, remember him, the uh, football and baseball player back in the day? He has a quote that I love. and he, he said that when you look good, you feel good. When you feel good, you play good. And when you play good, they pay good. And it's so true. That's, that's so accurate because it's almost that same fake it till you make it. You're acting and looking like you're, you're number one and you're the best. And suddenly you start behaving in that manner. Mm-hmm. For somebody who's listening that's a little overwhelmed by doing the 30-day plan exercise, is there like a mini thing that they can do? What, you're, what, what I'm hearing you say is that basically without confidence, you can't manifest. So sure. is there like a mini exercise version of that mm-hmm. that somebody could try if they want to just try and, you know, take a baby step? I have a free ebook on my website uh, that's all about, it's a jump start to build confidence. So there's some really good, you know, tips in that PDF that anyone and everyone can download and just take on for themselves. It's very simple and direct. But one of the things is a seven day challenge that I like to give people. Ooh, sounds good. It's a seven day challenge where you no longer, you're going to fire certain expressions and everyone has different ones they use. Maybe for you, Audrey, it would be the negative self-talk, right? If that's your, your hangup. Maybe for me, it was apologizing. I found myself apologizing to people for things that were not my fault. If someone bumped into me, I'm sorry. If someone spilled water on me, sorry. And suddenly I realized in every moment, I'm chipping away at my confidence instead of flipping that and just simply saying, excuse me. And now I've gotten to a point where I've learned this tactic from a friend. If you walk into an event late, thank you everyone for waiting. Let's begin. That's really powerful versus coming in, I'm so sorry that I'm late, everyone, and chipping away at your confidence. So in that seven-day period, firing those words, those phrases that are holding you back so that you can start moving forward and building your confidence. Yeah, there's so much, so much gold in one interview that if someone listening to this did not get something out of it to improve their confidence and thus improve their performance, boy, I don't know what to tell them. Uh, fantastic. Uh, thank you so much for coming on today. I think you were fantastic. 
Thank you so much. And I really have gotten phenomenal reviews on the book. People love it. It really is helping people. So please check out Confidence Creator on Amazon. There are some fantastic tips, strategies, and it's very straightforward and relatable. So I'd love to hear what people think. That's great. So go to heathermonahan.com or amazon.com. And then for the managesmarter.com, you can get all our back episodes and also a guest inquiry form to fill out if you want to submit a guest suggestion. I am all ears on that, right, Lee? Yeah, so, absolutely. If you have any topic ideas <laughs> as managers that, that you would like to hear that we have not covered yet, we've got a ton of ideas of our own, but we'd love to hear some of yours as well. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend on iTunes, Overcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also get more great information at salesfuel.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.